Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. Storygram Network. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to Fresh Faces. I'm Aggie Gold, talent agent and former manager. This is my exclusive podcast about how to get your child into commercials, television, and the movies without getting ripped off. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to part two of my interview with Barbara Coleman, head of Young Actors at Innovative Artists Agency. Do you remember when parents would call clamoring for the latest audition times? Now, how do they do that? Tell me. That has not not changed. No? (laughs) Why, do they still still go into audition or they do it by video? Uh, it's all done by video, but what what hasn't changed is parents wanting later times. Okay, so now we're in COVID. So let's talk about the audition process because it's, it's very different. And our whole business is very different after COVID. It never stopped. It kind of exploded. And there are no boundaries. We all work 24-7. It's kind of crazy. It used to be that a parent's job was to bundle their kid up after school and get them into the city to go on an audition. Now they have to do the same thing, but it's on Zoom. And that sounds like it's easier, but it's much harder for the parent. They have to be prepared. You know, it used to be that you would bring your child in to the casting director. He would go in and the casting director had the bowl of soup the child had to eat on camera. Now the parents have to do all that. It's a lot. If you have, you know, you have a family, it's it's a lot. And that we expect of the parents. So they all want later times. That hasn't changed. Now, the audition process, it is either a self-tape or it's a Zoom. You have to be prepared for both. Just like before COVID, we find out the day before. This is so hard for people. Nickelodeon has sort of a, uh, I believe, a universal order that uh, no one's going to go into a studio, into a sound studio or to a live studio to work. So they want the children to film from their home if they book the job. And that sounds great. Doesn't that sound great? Oh, you film at home. I can't tell you how many people turn it down because of that. They don't want to, they don't want to be the director of photography. They don't think their house is up to snuff. I get that a lot. What about parents? Do they get together and tape each other's children, the ones that can do it? Because some of the ones that can't do it are the ones that are the ones that are yelling at their kids and telling their kids how to do it. Nobody's letting their kids actually feel the emotions and do the role the way they a child would do it. I mean, a parent can't do it and expect a child to mimic them because they're an adult. That's not how a child would do it. You almost well, have to get acting I, classes. 
I have not heard of any parents buddying up to do tapings, but I love that idea, actually. Isn't that a great idea? That is a great <laughs> idea. Maybe because of COVID, we can't do that right now. Um, I don't know. A lot of parents say to me, he or she will not listen to me. I cannot tape them. And then I say, well, then unfortunately, you're going to have to bring them somewhere and pay someone to tape them. Um, before COVID, we taped in my office. Right. Yeah. Even running tapings from 10 to 7, it's very limited how many actors you could actually tape. Of course. So we really need parents to do this. And here is where our job is completely different, or rather, let me say the parent's job is completely different after COVID. They have to be little directors of photography. They have to be somewhat savvy with sound um, and- And lighting. You know, and lighting. Um, when the pandemic first hit, we had a lull of about two weeks. And then the voiceover industry exploded, exploded. And every actor we had had to build a home voiceover studio. And those are the actors that are still working in commercials. If you have a home studio, we're, you know, what are we, 22 months into this? If you have a home studio, you're still working in commercials. If you don't have a home studio, you are limited to what your child can actually audition for. However, more and more with voiceover, they're asking children to go into their studio in New York City. So I've stopped asking people to create a home studio as long as they're willing to go into a studio in the city. Um, that's what's happening with voiceovers. Voiceover is a really big part of our business now. Um, I love when parents come to me presenting themselves as a professional with a picture and a resume and a good microphone. Right. And that is not anything called a snowball or a blue Yeti. We want real microphones <laughs> just to do your auditions because the actors who have the best microphone, those producers, they, they gravitate towards that actor. The sound is important. This is something um, I say all the time. We do a lot of animation every day. Every single day, I do many animated jobs. And I tell my clients, it's not really about acting. It is. You're acting with your voice, but it's really about sound. You gotta give me good sound. And I book a lot of animation. It's my favorite part of the industry. It's where my personal likes and my professional likes come together. 
Do you have any funny stories to tell us? Or any crazy stories to tell us? My, oh, my listeners love to hear this. Sure. Lots and lots of crazy stories. Where do I start? Uh, I have lots of crazy stories on people you never heard about. I have crazy stories on people you, you did hear about. Halloween is an issue every year. Every year, some producer decides they're going to shoot a job on Halloween. No, no, no. This is a child's holiday. This is the child's biggest holiday. But it always happens. So I had a kid who had been promised that she would be allowed to trick or treat if she shot this job on Halloween. Well, like all jobs, it goes over. And she went under a table and wouldn't come out and refused to shoot. I had a very famous little girl one time um, on the set, first day of the pilot. It had already been picked up for series, but they were shooting the pilot. Mom was a single parent, little girls in a famous TV show. The absentee father shows up on set and won't let her perform until her name is changed on the contract to his last name. Wow. Oh, my God. Do you know how many parents I had that got divorced over this business? Yes, that's another thing. And I do say that to parents all the time. I say the amount of divorces, you know, when you're deciding if you want your children in this business, I really think you have to look at your personal dynamic of your family to see if it's a good fit. Because we have seen so many divorces. It's easy to go down a rabbit hole with this business. So you have to keep it. it in focus. For 40 years now, I have made my living off of people who do it as a hobby, and that is children. And so it's, it's tricky when you have to make personal decisions. You know, some people have a great desire and, and their kids may be good for it. But they just have too much of a mess in their personal life. We need parents who are extremely flexible, flexible with their jobs. Most, most households have two parents who work. Um, and so we really need flexibility. The children who are the most successful have parents who take it all in stride. I agree. Who don't take the, the rejection of their child, and let's face it, it's, it's mostly rejection. They don't take that personally, they just move on. And then their child mimics that. Children learn what they live. Yep. So I think a parent's personality is very important. However, that said, it is the kind of personality that wants to see their children on TV that gets into the business to begin with. Right. Many parents get into the business after their child has decided this is what they want to do. But, but the bulk of them start around age three. That's fine. 
a very famous actress I met when she was three years old, very famous. I looked at her from my desk. I said, hi, honey. And then she picked her nose and cried. She was three. The manager said to me, what do you do to these children? I said, I said, hi, honey. (laughs) She said, you listen to me. That kid's going to be a movie star. I said, okay, I'm all for it. But the reality is she is a movie star today. Okay. She is a movie (laughs) star. Right. But she had a mom who wanted her to be in the business. That's why she started at three. Well, no, no child wakes up and says, mom, I think I want to be a star. You know, no kid wakes up like that. They all get the ideas from parents. It's the parents that don't push their kids, make it like a game or something fun. Like I tell them, once it's no more fun for your kids, don't do it. They're not going to do it. Yeah. And it's hard. It's just as hard as it ever was to do audition after audition after audition and then never get the job. That takes a certain personality that can keep going. Once I realized I was going to have to play Dorothy for the rest of my life. Oh, no. No, no, no. And I wanted to be a big fish in any pond I could get into. So here I am, New York City since 1981. You know, I had a client, you were talking about children missing wonderful things in their life. I had a client who booked a commercial and it was on the graduation of his high school. That day it was shooting. And he sang beautifully, so it was all prepared that he was going to sing during the graduation ceremonies. He couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. And this came a day before. Again, you know, the booking was that day. Yes. And, and the kid went. Of course, he shot the thing. He was a little old. He was about 13 or 14. But what a terrible thing to, to miss in your life. And this happens all the time. I mean, weddings, uh, bar mitzvahs, uh, so many things children miss. And if it bothers them, don't do it. Don't do it. You know, because there's 300 other kids out there who will do it. It's true. It's true. Um, I mentioned three agencies um, ceasing to do children's commercials. That has created a tidal wave of talent. How much could any of us do? I know, I know Aggie, you asked me how many clients I had. Right, right. More than 400. That number changes all the time. You know, it was 428. I think it's 416. It's okay. a lot. All right, but you don't have 420-year-olds or 418-year-olds. You have three children, three years old, four children, four years old, you know, that way. Because parents think 400, I'm going to get lost. But you're not going to get lost because it's, you're in a group of maybe three or four children. I know when I represented children, first of all, I never caused competition within my own agency. I would not take on a child who was a blue-eyed blonde when I, three years old, that when I had a blue-eyed blonde, three years old, because I didn't want to have competition within my clients. So it's a tough situation that we're in, although we'd love to represent everyone. If you're with an agency that represents a lot of 
children or a lot of people don't be nervous because they're not ha- they don't have 400 children or clients in your child's age range. Uh, absolutely. And I will tell you that I could describe to you all 428 and I could tell you which of those 428 are union and which are not. So it depends, you know, depends on of the course. age of it. I give full disclosure to anyone who's considering coming with us. I tell them how many clients I have, you know, while my coworkers are shirking in the corner <laughs> and I'm saying such a thing. But the reality is the cream rises to the top. Let me give you an example. Um, our most competitive age range is boys 10 to 12. If you're a boy 10 to 12, you better be good because it's a very competitive age range. It doesn't really matter how many boys I have 10 to 12. If you are as good or better than any of the ones I have, you get taken. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Barbara, I want to talk to you about managers versus agents. What do you think? Does a child beginning need a man, a manager? Also, do you freelance through managers? I mean, that's how I met you. Right, right. The business, uh, certainly the commercial business used to be a huge freelance market. We no longer freelance. With 400 clients, we don't need to freelance. So if someone comes to us and they want to freelance, we... We just say that's not our policy. We do work with managers. Some of those managers freelance their clients. Some of those managers put the clients with us exclusively. I prefer a child to have a manager. I do. Why is that? I mean, I know why, but I want my listeners to know. Because I want... I prefer clients to have managers because what child doesn't do better with two parents? It's the same kind of thing. It's another set of eyes and ears and thoughts on the projects that are happening. I want everyone to have a manager. That's great. Um, I agree. Yeah. Um, Do you have any advice you want to give our listeners before we end this? Yes. I think if you are thinking of getting your child into this business, you do have to ask yourself if your family dynamic is set up for it. Uh, it, We all know it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a real village to raise a showbiz kid. The family will have to all make sacrifices for that. So I really want people to think about that before they get into it. I want parents to really ask themselves if their work is flexible enough to do this. If you're going to just do commercials in the New York area, your home life will be disrupted, but not terribly. But if your child is going to do movies or television, Your life is going to be interrupted at a most inconvenient time, like when you have to be in a wedding. It's just how it works. If you have the support from your family and you can do this with your child and you want to do film and television, 
you need to be flexible enough to relocate at least six months. One parent with the working child. We have people working all over the world. It used to be when you did a television series, you had to live in L.A. Only sometimes now. Now we have lots of production in Toronto and Vancouver. We should talk about working in Canada for one minute. Sure. Um, Orlando and Atlanta and Seattle, like it's all over the place. 30 years ago, you could not work in this business without an agent or a manager. I do recommend that you have an agent or a manager to be in this business, but you can get into the business without one. More so nowadays than ever before through Actors Access, through casting networks. You can submit your child and they may be picked for a job. If that job is shooting in Canada, I just want to make people aware of the pitfalls of that. In our country, the minor trust account is 15%. So 15% is deducted from the minor's gross earnings. In Canada, it is 30%. In addition, you have to pay Canadian um, taxes that you do not get back. So it can be a really, really costly thing to work in Canada. Try not to work in Canada without an agent or a man. Exactly. You need somebody to negotiate a contract for you so you're not going to wind up in the red. Yes, 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 absolutely. And, um, you know, it used to be, Aggie, when we repped kids, only people who lived in L.A. were L.A. local hires. Nowadays, all the agents give actors the opportunity to be an L.A. local hire. This makes me crazy. I bet. Yeah. I want your listeners to know that you should never be an L.A. local hire unless you live in L.A. Of course. Because you will lose money on it. Barbara, you are so great at this. So great. So informative. Oh, my God. This was such a great interview. Thank you. I'm sure I have more to say. We could do it again sometime. I would love to. Um. I would love to. (laughs) Thank you, Barbara, so much. Um, I wish my listeners, well, right not not right now, but one day we will have them be able to send in questions. Oh, we can ask them. Oh, that would be an awesome. We could answer them, I mean, yeah. Because parents, that's that's how we started out. Uh, Parents have no resources. They would love to be able to ask questions. I so enjoyed this. Thank you for having me. I would love to do it again. I'd love to have you back. Thank you so much, Barbara. Good to see you. Thank you all for listening to us today. Thank you, Barbara, for being my guest. Come back and listen to Fresh Faces with Aggie Gold and learn about how to get your kids into show business. Storygram Network. Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm.